It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into a crossover show, Locked On Auburn, Locked On LSU. I'm Zach Blackerby, Matt Mascana, the GOAT, host of Locked On LSU. Man, always enjoy chatting with you a few times every year. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, extending the olive branch on this week. It's uh, LSU-Auburn is my favorite week of the year. Uh, LSU fans are, 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 depending on generationally, what fan you talk to, like my grandfather would tell you it's the Ole Miss series because of Billy Cannon and all that stuff. My, my dad would probably tell you like Alabama from you know, fights with the Bear back in the 70s. Me, you know, my first memories of LSU football were the six straight losing seasons, late 80s, early 90s, Curly Holman. So bringing back the magic in 95 was the first time I ever experienced the euphoria of a great LSU win. So in every game that subsequently happened since. Man, I just this week, this week, I'm not blowing smoke. It's my favorite week of the year. I love LSU Auburn. It's a fun one, and something weird always happens. In fact, Brian Harson was asked at his Monday presser by uh by a, one of the one of Auburn's beat reporters. He was like, So do you prep anything, you know, about just something weird probably happening? Harson's like, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, like, do you prep for a fire or something? Because anything can happen when Auburn and LSU play. And he's like, I haven't heard that one. I've heard a, fu- a lot of fun stories, but I haven't heard that one. But, yeah, I mean, it, it is pretty remarkable. And what was it, last year we were, uh, where both teams played on Halloween? And it was like, oh, my gosh, that's the most Auburn-LSU thing I've ever heard. It, it, and that's wasn't that the latest that the game was, like, ever? Was the fact that – well, aside from 01, yeah. the game that was moved because of 9-11 and it was – played in um in December but I mean it's typically not a game that you be that late on the calendar but man I, I just I, I love it I'm excited and look how about the intrigue of this year with TJ Finley uh, it's uh, like you couldn't you could script this the timing any better if you wanted to with Finley leading the game winning drive against Georgia State now coming back to Baton Rouge 
What's the perspective on that, Matt? I mean, Auburn fans are looking at it, and we still don't know who's going to start for Auburn on Saturday. Brian Hartson's keeping that close to the chest. In fact, in the depth chart that they released out every week, Bo Nix is still the starter. But I'm kind of spinning it for Auburn folks listening, the Auburn hopeful, uh, the folks that haven't given up on this team yet, which is still a pretty large part of the fan base. But it's like, okay, Auburn's got a chance to win in Baton Rouge for the first time in two decades with a former LSU quarterback potentially being the starter. I mean, the storylines write themselves this week. Yeah, I, I think from the LSU fans' perspective on Finley, um, I, I, I don't know that there is a strong feeling one way or the other because most LSU fans were okay with the decision the coaching staff made to yeah. go with Max Johnson. Now, listen, it, it was going to be Max or Miles, and Miles got injured, which by default made it Max Johnson. But there were a lot of people who were of the belief that Max was going to win the show. So, look, I, I like T.J. Finley a lot, a lot, man. I mean, we first saw him last year against South Carolina, and he was incredible in Tiger Stadium. He led a game-winning touchdown drive in the rain at Auburn, or at Arkansas last year. Auburn fans got to see his worst performance in the game of Jordan Hare with the turnovers was terrible, but yeah. that was the worst that that he played all year in in his starts on a, on a pretty bad LSU football team with the, literally the worst defense ever. So I'm I'm bullish on Finley, man. The size, he's got great poise, uh, he's got the big arm. The the South Carolina game I, I referenced, Zach, his first game ever throws an interception in that game and immediately kind of looks to the sideline and kind of like does this, you know, taps his chest like. He knew it didn't shake him at all. He immediately knew what he did on that play and still threw for 250 and a couple of scores in that ball game. I think Finley is going to be a very good SEC quarterback. You know, I I think maybe there's a little apprehension LSU fans about losing to your to your former to your former quarterback potentially, but um, you know, I think the for for from an LSU perspective this week. The Finley storyline is interesting, but this game for LSU is so much less about Finley and more about what this LSU season is going to be. Because there's two teams right now, and you just alluded to it, that we very much thought we had these these ideas of what they were going to be, and those have really come into question here the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean that was a big debate, right? Uh, of course, the uh, over the off season, it's like, all right, everybody's got Alabama at one in the West. Most people have A and M at two in the West, but then after that. It was kind of a big, you know, jumbled up mess as far as, okay, is Ole Miss the third team? Is Auburn the third team? Is LSU the third team? Um, oddly enough, it may be Arkansas. Nobody said that going into the game. But, no. I mean, a, a lot of different things have to happen for, the, you know, to be a number two or number three team in, in this competitive division. And if you're Auburn or LSU, to finish third or better in this division, you've got to win this weekend. And you look at it. And, uh, I mean, it seemed like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seemed like the LSU fan base was was pretty riled up and pretty rattled after that loss to UCLA. <laughs> and Auburn fans right now, the Auburn fan base is pretty rattled after that poor performance um, against Georgia State last week. And then a lot of Auburn fans still frustrated over the Penn State loss from two weeks ago because they felt like um, – it, it kind of feels like one got away from them uh, with that one. That would have been a huge, huge statement for Brian Harson to kind of start his – his coaching tenure with the Tigers. So, um, I mean, this is a must win for both football teams. I, I don't. So 
from my perspective, I don't put anything into Auburn's close call against Georgia State. I know what type of team Auburn is. And look, Sean Elliott is a good coach and knows the SEC and had his team ready to roll. And if yeah. ever there was a letdown spot for Auburn, that was it. You go on the road against Penn State, wide out, Happy Valley. And you're right. I mean, Auburn probably should have won that game. But you know what you learned? It's hard to win on the road against really good teams. So, I mean, it, you chalk that up, you played the game, and you'd rather go on the road and have that experience than be at home against you know, directional state you, it, it'll, it'll harden you and make you better long-term. You know, I looked at, at the, at Auburn outrushing Penn state by a hundred yards in that game, really controlling the yardstick. But look, I mean, you had an opportunity in the red zone. I mean, you all know what happened in the game, but I don't, I don't put much stock into what happened against Georgia state. you every school ever has had one of those types of games. I mean, hell, Auburn had one against Jacksonville state a few years ago. I mean, LSU had a loss to Troy. I mean, it, those happen times when you have sleepy, Saturdays against teams that you're not respecting but you know I think Auburn and LSU are both we, we kind of know what they are and they're they're similar in their differences which is I think LSU has a really effective passing game but they can't run it a lick Auburn yeah. I think is one of the best rushing offenses in the not only the SEC in the country that will be able to move people and run the ball against anyone but I'm not really sure that I trust Bo Nix throwing the ball with those Auburn receivers against elite secondary. So, you know, you probably have one-dimensional offenses. I think Auburn's defense is a little ahead of LSU's right now, but LSU has the has the advantage of playing this game at home where, you know, Auburn hadn't won since 99. It, it's it's compelling for a lot of reasons. But honestly, Zach, I think – I don't know how you feel about it with Auburn, but I think this is what LSU is going to face every week in the SEC. They're, they're not going to win it at Bama, and I don't think LSU is going to win it at Ole Miss. But every other game on an LSU schedule, I think you're going to see a point spread that's like a field goal one way or the other. They're just going to play a lot of really tight games in the league this year. Yeah, no, I think you're right, man. I think you're right. Would you say be? I think it's safe to say that a lot of fans for both Auburn and LSU will be doing a lot of sweating over the course of the season. And boy, if <laughs> I can think of a professional radio better. guy with the transition, well, I love it. Well, you know, you know, but no, uh, folks, listen, and then Matt, I know you've heard of these guys, our friends at Sweat Block. Uh, sweat blocks doctor created doctor recommended but um yeah it works for up to seven days per use really helps uh helps out with the sweating and so if that's something that you're battling with if your shirts are getting messed up if it's a confidence thing whatever it may be sweat block uh sweat block has you covered and and matt you know about the good deal that listeners can get with this yeah man uh go to sweatblock.com spell just like it sounds sweatblock.com use the code locked on one word all smashed together locked on They'll give you 20% off your order. No one wants to pit out. It's an awful feeling. Back sweat sucks. Look, you're going out and you're tailgating all day. You're you're in Tiger Stadium for a night game, but you're tail don't pit out at your at your at your tailgate party. If there's time, go to sweatblock.com, sweatblock.com, code locked on and save 20% off your order. Don't pit out, Zach. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Don't pit out at all. Absolutely. All right. I want to talk about what you think these teams are going to do. You mentioned the strengths and weaknesses of each team, Matt. 
I'm fully expecting LSU to just absolutely load the box defensively to try to stop Auburn's run game to make whoever's a starter, whether it's Bo Nix or TJ Finley, make them throw the football. And it's probably it's been well documented around here, but and I'm sure I'm sure your listeners have heard as well. But like Auburn fired their wide receivers coach yeah. uh, on Sunday, and that's been a big talking point. Auburn fans are talking more about that than uh, than who's going to be the starting quarterback on Saturday, which I think is fascinating in and of itself. But yeah, I mean, LSU's going to make Auburn throw the football, right? That's got to be their goal coming into this. Wait, wait, real quick, was there more than me with that story? Because when I see a coach get fired four games into a season and, and assist, and I'm like, or was he the fall guy or was there more going on there? I think it had more to do with there were a lot of times, and not a lot, but way too many times in clutch situations where Auburn's offense lined up with 10 guys on the field and there wasn't the 11th guy should have been a wide receiver. And it sounds like that was the wide receiver's job. And so, yeah, part of TJ Finley's 98-yard touchdown drive, uh, there's a play where, like, Finley's looking to the sideline, like, horrified because he knows it's crunch time and (laughs) he's missing a wide receiver. Then, you know, somebody runs out there a few seconds later. But uh, I think that had to do with it. Um, People always want to assume the worst, but I I think it was just a performance thing when it's all said and done. I I just think it is – I'm not a cynic by nature, but I think there is sometimes a natural tendency just to ask, okay, if something doesn't look right, like it, what's really going on there? So that, yeah, that's actually sure. that's actually good to know if it is just performance based. But um, to your question, a- absolutely. I mean, I, LSU fans melted this week after the Mississippi State game because they rushed three and dropped eight. But until about 45 seconds left in the third quarter, State had three points. It's like that was exactly the right defense against that offense, which is yeah. the, the exact opposite thing that they did a year ago. This week is going to be a, a counter to that. Um, you know, and LSU got bullied up front defensively by UCLA. So this is going to be an interesting measuring stick. You know, that that UCLA game, we came into this season collectively, people who cover LSU, follow LSU, love LSU, whatever, thinking the strength of this team was the defensive line, that they had about 10 or 11 guys they were going to rotate freely on that defensive front and that that was going to be their ability to pressure the quarterback with just their four-down linemen, their rushing four, their ability to stop the run, and all of that got thrown out the window against UCLA. So this is going to be an interesting measuring stick, though, because they, they've, they've gone up the past three weeks against three teams that just physically were inadequate or weren't going to try to do that, and now here's that challenge again, and maybe the, the biggest challenge they'll face with respect to a running game all year. Um, LSU has size. They have numbers. Um, on that defensive line, the biggest question I'll tell you, Zach, is linebackers. Um, LSU has fast linebackers that can cover sideline to sideline. So, like Damone Clark, who many people may know that name, Damone Clark was the SEC Defensive Player of the Week at 15 tackles against Mississippi State. Against that type of offense that's going to spread you out and you want this guy to run sideline to sideline, he's great. Yeah. When he's caught up in the wash and he's got to shed an offensive guard and, and get his nose in there and be instinctive and make a play at the line of scrimmage, that's where he struggled. And mm-hmm. You know, this might be a game that's more Micah Baskerville. They got they got a JUCO linebacker named Bug Strong, who who um who's the number one JUCO linebacker, an inside big physical guy. This may be a game where he steps up, but man, they're gonna have guy they're gonna have to have guys do things they weren't able to do against UCLA if they're gonna have any success slowing that Auburn running game. Man, but that's that is a giant. I mean, you're 100 percent right. They got to stack the box, trust your corners on the outside to win one on ones. Um, it, that's the numbers game they have to play this week and hope they play better than they did against UCLA because UCLA schemed and burned them for some long touchdown passes when they committed numbers to the box. Right. The corner situation for LSU, is Stingley expected to be back? 
I can't see it, man. I, look, I mean, nothing's definitive. He's but it's you know we're recording on Wednesday. He's supposed to see a doctor today. Um, but he was we saw him. He was in a walking boot last week. I, I yeah. it's he injured his foot in in fall camp. He re-aggravated it. I, I think the bigger question, honestly, Zach, that most people around here have is is he going to play again, or is he an opt out candidate as a guy that's a projected top five pick in the draft, maybe he or Kayvon Thibodeau, the first defensive player off the board. I see him too all over the place. You know what I mean? It's like the Stingley play again. I think there's a very legitimate concern around here about that. Again, that's that's complete. I want to be clear. That's completely speculative. But there Mm -hmm. is a lot of that conversation among the LSU fan base as to whether or not we'll see Derek again this year. But, you know, even without Stingley, like I'm never going to sit here and argue that you're you're fine or you're better without the best cover corner in college football. But right. they do you – know, LSU was recruited exceptionally well at that position. You know, Elias Ricks is more than capable of being a number one. Dwight McLaughlin's a name nobody knows, but he's another 6'2 kid that looks like a pterodactyl and just scoops balls out of the air. They're, they're fine in the secondary at corner, um, and, and they have guys that they feel confident can go win one-on-ones out on the perimeter. Um, but, but to your question, I, I, I don't think that, that we see Derek Stingley this week. Sure. Sure. All right. So I think uh, I think Auburn's going to try to do everything they can to run the football. I mean, they've got a kid, Jarquez Hunter, who is just really, really just come out of nowhere as a true freshman out of out of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. He has just become a really, really solid number two back behind Tank Bigsby. Sean Shivers, who's, you know, the upperclassman in the room. He made his return. Um, last week he had yeah. missed two weeks due to, you know, something medical going on there. I think we all can kind of guess what it was, but um, he made his return, kind of was the gadget guy. He got two carries. I think they were both jet sweeps. So I think they're going to try to make the game plan, or at least I think it's what they should do, is make the game plan go through those three guys. And whether it's Bo Nix or TJ Finley, um, just kind of uh, put as little on them as possible. But at some point, you've got to stretch the field. And I'm just not confident Auburn's going to be able to do that. So is it, I mean, this maybe is burying the lead from the LSU standpoint, asking you the question, but. So, I mean, what do you feel? What's the feeling there? Is it going to be Finley or is it going to be Nix? So, I'm in the minority here. I think they start Bo Nix on Saturday. But most okay, so people, do I. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Bo had a, an interesting interview, you know, with some of these NIL deals that he has with podcasts and radio stations, you know, throughout the state. Um, and they were asked, like, has Harson talked to you about it? And he's like, no, I'm just assuming it's business as usual. We haven't talked about it. It hasn't come up. And that may not be true. I don't know. I have no idea. But I think the combination of that and then just the general feeling that Harson hasn't said anything and that in the in the depth chart, he's still listed that they send out every week. I think Bo Nix is the guy. Now, I think there's going to be a lot of ramifications if that's the choice that Harson makes. I mean, I think if, if they start Bo Nix and the offense stinks again and you lose in LSU – um, I think you may lose a big chunk of the fan base. I think a lot of people are going to be really, really upset because you saw just when Finley went in, you saw all this energy throughout the team, throughout, you know, Jordan Hare Stadium and throughout, you know, just the fan base watching at home. So I think that's going to be um, that's going to be interesting. And look, I don't think he should announce it. He gets no benefit announcing it until right before. Make LSU prepare for two guys. Um, yeah. I think their games are more similar than a lot of people realize, despite, you know, how different their builds are. But neither uh, – they're going to try to keep both those guys in the pocket but still kind of move them around behind the line of scrimmage. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it's Bo Nix. I just – I'm still shocked, Matt, that they pulled him. I still can't believe Bo Nix got benched at home 
against Georgia State. I just I have a hard time still wrapping my mind around what we saw Saturday night. I mean, it beats the alternative of losing to Georgia State, I guess. I mean, that's what I said. And and so I mean, just full disclosure, I I chatted with TJ Finley right before we started this conversation. Um and I asked him the same question, you know, as has he been told anything about this week and who's going to be, and he gave the same answer that, that Bo Nix gave, which was they haven't told him anything at all. And, you know, whoever it is, you know, then he gave the standard answer about, you know, we'll support each other and go try to win. But basically sure. he hasn't heard anything either. Um, but I agree with you, Zach. I mean, I think just typically when you see these things transpire, the, the veteran guy is going to start short leash. If he struggles, the Finley goes in. I think we'll see both guys. I mean, just, a completely outsider's perspective, I think if you're LSU, you have to prepare for both guys because I think you're going to see both guys on on Saturday night. You know, I, I'll tell you, you know, the, to to flip it around, maybe we could we could wrap with this. I, I do want to ask you about Auburn's defense as well because, you know, I, I think LSU is going to have to be able to find ways to score without running the football. So we yeah. can get. I know we can get into that too. Yeah, yeah. Let's let, let's do uh, let's knock out uh, knock out these reads real quick. So, RockAuto.com, our great friends here throughout the Locked On Podcast Network. They, um, yeah, I mean, you can save time and money when using RockAuto.com. Why would you choose Matt to spend more money when you can just go to RockAuto.com and? I wouldn't. Uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, does it? It makes no sense whatsoever. Um, but yeah, it's super easy to navigate their website. It's super easy to order and the parts show up at your door just uh, a few days after you uh, click that order button. The, the other thing that's cool about Rock Auto is the website's super easy to use. You go to the homepage at rockauto.com. On the left side, you choose any, like it's so easy from year, make, model. Even if you're looking for things like carpet or windshield wipers or motor oil, like don't go to the chain store and have the guy, you know, hacking right way on the keyboard to get the ladder out to climb to see if they might have the part you need. Just go to rockauto.com. You'll save 30, 50, 100%. It's delivered right to your door at rockauto.com. That's rockauto.com. And when you get to check out, be sure to write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you to rockauto.com. Hey, Matt, if you're feeling really confident one way or the other, whether you're an Auburn fan listing or an LSU fan listing, and you really like, um, LSU giving up just a few points if you think they're going to be able to handle this game. You need to uh, put your money where your mouth is. Go to betonline.ag. It's the number one spot to bet on uh, on virtually anything sports-related. They even have things outside of sports going on there. But, uh, yeah, I think that line, it's getting closer and closer to a pick. I'm, we're not going to get there, but it's uh, it's hmm. scooting closer. I, I think it's at like five and a half. It started at a, at a touchdown, so it's creeping down a little bit. So bet online, I can check right. So I've used betonline.ag since 2010. Like that's that's where I go to place my bets. It's super user friendly. Uh, Monday night football this week, I didn't get my bet in in time. They have a live bet function, so I was able to live bet the game just a couple minutes into it. So betonline.ag is is absolutely the it is the easiest, most user friendly way to place your wagers online. Betonline.ag, betonline.ag. Of course, if you use the promo code locked on they'll give you a 50% welcome bonus. So let's say, hypothetically, you put $100 in on your first deposit. You use the, the code locked on. They'll give you $50 free. Put 1000 bucks in, they'll give you 500 free to play with. It's betonline.ag, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And speaking of that game, I, Zach, it opened this week at four. I'm checking. I think it was down to three and a half. Let me check what betonline.ag has right now. Yeah, yeah. BetOnline Bet uh, has it at three and a half, LSU three and a half right now. Does that line surprise you at all, that LSU's favored? 
Uh, I think LSU should get more points. Uh, honestly, I, I think um, I think LSU's going to win this game. These cases could not be more different. Like LSU fans are legit surprised they're favored in this game. I'm, uh, I like, think LSU we, wins by two scores, Matt. I really do. I, I just I don't see. And maybe you're right. The whole Georgia State thing pulls it together. But you, you asked me earlier about the defense, right? And I think Auburn's defense um, is an issue, shockingly so. I mean, all summer we talked about how stacked Auburn's defensive backfield was. Roger McCreary on the outside, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the SEC, maybe all of college football. I think he's a really, really good player. You're starting to see him pop up on some NFL draft big boards over the past week or so, which is encouraging to see. But, uh, you know, Auburn got Drayshawn Miller, who was one of the best cover corners in college football last year out of West Virginia. Haven't hardly seen any of them. Uh, Nehemiah Pritchett won the job opposite McCreary. He's been okay. He's been fine, but um, – He's not quite as good as what a lot of people expected. Smoke Monday, despite being the veteran in the defensive end, um, he kind of seemed uh, – he seems lost at times, especially in that, that pass coverage role. Donovan Kaufman, the grad, uh, the, the transfer from um, – he followed Derek Mason from Vanderbilt. He got the starting uh, nod at nickel. He's been very, very good. I think he's been solid. And then there's just kind of been a little bit different stuff that we've seen at that other safety spot by Darius Knighton and um, – and, uh, yeah, just, you know, just a handful of other guys that's been kind of his Zion Puckett is the other guy. But Auburn fans went into the season expecting their defensive backfield to be one of the best defensive backfields in the SEC and maybe all of college football. And what we've seen them do over the last several years under Kevin Steele was run a lot of man stuff, bump and run on the outside. And we've just seen this total shift in defensive philosophy and just them lining up farther off the line of scrimmage, they don't look comfortable doing it. And so that's kind of one thing where it seems like Derek Mason, he's pretty dead set on running what he's done at Vanderbilt and Stanford in years past and trying to get these guys to buy into it. So that's been part of it. And then we were told all summer that we were going to see this attacking defense that's going to run all kinds of different fronts and do different things with their linebackers and run all these exotic blitzes and stunts and that we haven't seen any of that auburn is uh auburn got caught rushing three several times against penn state and they just don't have that that unity in the the back end of the defense quite yet to cover for long enough and and they don't have that elite pass rusher where you can only uh send three um and then you know auburn's got a really really good linebacker room with chandler wooten which we've partnered with here at locked on auburn as well as um owen papo and zacoby mcclain those three guys are studs wesley steiner's a young upcomer um he'll uh, he'll be a key guy on this defense next year but they, it just they've got a lot of talent but it hasn't really come together yet and hmm. we saw what it can do just kind of pivoting i mean at halftime, they made some awesome adjustments against Penn State. wasn't quite enough, but it, it looked better in the second half. Then Georgia State, um, they shut Georgia State out full 180 uh, from the first half to the second half there. But I just don't know exactly what Auburn defense we're going to see on Saturday. If they play like they're capable of, um, it's going to be a low-scoring football game. But if LSU figures out the the holes that other uh, other offenses have so far this year, um, especially you know when you look at the last two outings, that I think it's going to be a problem, especially hmm. through the air. I, I don't think LSU is going to have a whole lot of success running the ball, but throwing it, I think guys are going to be open if they can find them. Yeah, that's it's fascinating, man. Yeah, LSU offensively, um, 
I mean, Zach, the offensive line is objectively bad. It is a bad unit. Uh, they they couldn't get a push against McNeese. They, I mean, they they had a they were trying to go for it on a fourth and one and try to quarterback sneak and couldn't get a push against an FCS school. Yeah. Uh, same thing happened against Mississippi State this past week uh, on a, on a third and one on a quarterback sneak. Um, there's 130 teams in the FBS. LSU's 100 and is there's 130 teams in the FBS. LSU's 123rd in rushing offense. I mean, this is an objectively bad offensive line, mm-hmm. and UCLA. His defensive front wreck LSU. Um, the reason LSU won the games against McNeese and Central Michigan the way they did is they just had you were just physically better on the outside, you know. Yeah. And LSU's LSU's athletes at receiver are special, and they they're so deep there that you know Max Johnson threw four or five touchdown passes, whatever it was, and he's you know, um, you know, this past week against Mississippi State. It was it was similar. I mean, LSU could not get anything going in the running game. That game went to half seven to three, and the touchdown LSU scored was after a short field on a forty yard fumble return. You know, and and then in the second half, they broke some big plays. They had a forty eight yard touchdown reception, a fifty one yarder, a forty seven yarder. I mean, that's that they didn't put together long sustained drives really against against Mississippi State. So that's for this LSU team to score, they've got to find the big play in the passing game because piecing together long sustained drives like it's amazing to think LSU for as long as they were this ground and pound physical you know just running backs for days they are not that and they are not that anymore and yeah it's you know the the reason that that there's a lot of anxiety here man is if you can run the football you can control the game and Auburn can run the football and LSU can't so you are stylistically going to see two very different offenses on Saturday, and Auburn style is more proven. It's really a matter of can LSU's defensive front seven make Auburn throw the ball? They can. LSU's got a great chance they'll probably win the game, but otherwise, you know, LSU is just going to have to rely on big plays in the passing game because it's they have no running game of which to speak. I mean, LSU's running game is anemic, and it's so odd to say, but it's a, it is a real problem here. Um, one more thing, because I know we're short, but what about the special teams? LSU's got Cade York, the Velveeta man. You saw his, his uh, NIL deal that he did with the, with the no. with Velveeta. Yeah, LSU's kicker did a deal with Velveeta cheese. He's got a commercial running right now. Look it up on YouTube. But Cade York, wow. yeah, All-American. I mean, it's LSU fans, I'll put it to you this way. LSU fans with Cade York right now probably feel the same way that Auburn fans did with Daniel Carlson. It's just like, it's automatic. Just run him out there. He's going to make it. Um, well, and he's, Daniel's, he's been, Daniel's yeah. little brother. Anders Carlson is kicking now, and he's he's not quite his brother, but Auburn fans, uh, they feel very confident when he goes out there to kick. So I think two really good kickers in this game. Um, Auburn's done really well in the return game uh, so far this season. They've also blocked multiple kicks slash punts um, and scored some, de- uh, some, some touchdowns on special teams. I mean, against Georgia State last week, Nehemiah Pritchett, uh, Auburn's number two corner, he, he returned a kick for a touchdown, as well as Kayla Newton, Cam Newton's younger brother, blocked yeah. a punt, and uh, they scored on that as well. So I think special teams is a strength of this Auburn football team. Um, but I, I really got a feeling Saturday's game is going to come down to whichever offense clicks. I, I really, really think that's where it's going to go. 
so you kind of gave a, I don't know if you really gave a pick, but you said you thought Auburn would win by two scores. Uh, yeah, or that I, LSU, you said LSU would win by, by two right, scores. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, man, I just, I, I don't even know which way I'm going to go yet, Zach. I, part of me says. So you're, not, you're not ready to do a prediction as we record this Wednesday morning? I, I'll, I'll tell you that I'll take LSU in a close game because they're at home. And I, and because I think if it comes down to a kick, York will make it. And maybe also the fact that Auburn has it. Maybe I'm just sort of, I've seen, I've seen good Auburn teams come to bat and lose and lose. T- Auburn teams that should have won. I, I mean, I, how Auburn gagged away 05 with all of John Vaughn's missed field goals, I don't know. Um, 2017, I mean, that's, that game that well, that was it's a bloodbath, man. And then so, and somehow, you know, LSU gets back into it. DJ Shark has the punt return. And, you know, I mean, I, I was standing on the sideline for Auburn Key, for Arden Key sack and the, the Dante Jackson interception. It just, yep. anyway, man, um, it, it's weird. And so maybe part of me is just going, well, until Auburn does it, I'm probably just going to keep picking LSU. But uh, that, that's um, kind of where I'm at. And you and I talked about it on um, on my show over the summer. I was like, I all summer, I've been obnoxiously confident, obnoxiously confident that uh, that Auburn would win in Baton Rouge this year. And, what I've seen the last two weeks, I'm like, there's no way. There's just no way I'm picking this team right now to break the curse. And, I, and I'm going to be honest. I hope I'm wrong. But I'm going, yeah. I'm going with 27-17 LSU in this one. Wow. I, I, Zach, I will be fall over stunned if Auburn leaves Baton Rouge and has only scored 17 points. I will be fall over stunned. Um, yeah. I know you saw the 28-20 game up in Happy Valley, and so maybe something like that could transpire. But I think you're talking about a game that is going to push the upper 20s, maybe lower 30s. Maybe yeah. it's like a, a 28-27, a 31-28 type of game. Um, and if it comes down to a Cade York field goal, I'd, I'd like LSU to make it. Um, but, man, I, I'm telling you, this is one. I know we talk about betonline.ag. I'm not betting this game. I mean, I have no, I have no confidence at all uh, in, in what I might see from either of these teams. But I, I'll tell you the reason why I don't think it's going to be a 2 game is because Auburn can run the football and LSU can't. And if Auburn needs to control time of possession, control the line of scrimmage, control the clock, they 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 will be able to do it and LSU can't. Right. Matt, for all the Auburn folks watching slash listening, where can they find you and hear you? Man, if you can spell my last name, you can find me on any platform. It's uh, M-O-S-C-O-N-A. Uh, if just think scone like a breakfast scone, Matt Moscona. If you could spell out all the vowels, you got it. Um, and then I'm on afternoon radio in Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, on all the ESPN affiliates. Then, of course, right here for uh, Locked On LSU every day. Awesome. And for the LSU folks listening, uh, Z Blackerby. I should have asked. I should have flipped that and asked you to do the same yeah. thing. Sorry. Not that anyone asked, but here's how you can find my stuff. <laughs> Z Blackerby, where how can all the LSU fans find your stuff? Matt, so nice that you asked. Now, Locked on Auburn, um, <laughs> available wherever uh, wherever you get your podcast. And uh, I also write for AuburnWire.com. Matt, always a pleasure chatting with you. I wish we did it more. And uh, yeah, we'll do it again soon. Sounds good, man. Thank you. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.